Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern-day confusions for the middle-aged. So today's topic is going to be forgetfulness. Really? Because both of us forgot what the topic was going to be for today. See, this <laughs> is the problem. My mind is just all over the place with this lack of structure during COVID. We haven't got COVID. We haven't got COVID. We're locking down. We're not locking down. You can go out, but you can't go out. So I find that I just forget it. My brain is all over the place, literally splattered <laughs> across the sitting room. What a lovely image. Brain splattered. Yeah, forgetfulness is sort of a medical condition. Uh, you, you having a stroke? <laughs> no, the cat's not in at the moment. We don't want a lot of meowing in the background of our podcasts, do we? I think forgetfulness is something that everyone experiences from time to time. Typically, when you're doing the shopping, if you don't write a list, you get in the supermarket and you can't think what you wanted. Well, no, you buy everything else that you didn't want. Like, you'll come out with a barbecue, some bleach... 25 toilet rolls and you'll have only gone in for a pack of sausages or some milk and you'll have come out and you'll be halfway down the road and you don't have the milk. Yeah, the thing you go in for, you forget. Always. Loads of other stuff. Yeah, I have done that. I have gone out to go and buy something and come back with a barbecue. <laughs> what, the actual physical barbecue or the stuff you put on the barbecue? No, no, an entire barbecue. I haven't got the stuff to go on the barbecue, but I got sidetracked and bought a barbecue. <laughs> but you remember doing this. <laughs> You obviously got some memory left. Couldn't tell you when. It might be flaky. (laughs) Or was it you? Or was this just a story somebody told? Well, this is the thing. It all does blur. I think you'll find that's a pop group, Britpop type era. (laughs) Keep on topic, Emily. (laughs) These things do blur. And I forget. So uh, Facebook is brilliant for showing you photographs of places you've been and people you've been hanging out with and saying this happened 12 years ago. Well, now it's kind of getting to a stage I'm going, where on earth was that? I don't remember that. Why am I dressed as a banana? Who are those people? I think you'll find that those people used to be really good friends and they've melted away from your life. I've moved on. Uh, Well, just (laughs) keep thinking like that for happiness. (laughs) (laughs) Are you any good at remembering birthdays? I am, but that's partly because after the first... 10 birthdays of family, people, brothers and that. I got an app which I put people's birthdays in and it pings up and reminds you. What I found was I'll remember birthdays, like one of my brothers, 13th of May, and then it'll be in June and Jill will say, oh, we forgot his birthday. And I'll say, no, no, I remember the birthday. I just know the date. It's the date I forget. (laughs) I've had the card for like two months. Yeah. His birthday comes. I'm thinking, now I'm waiting for his birthday in May, sort of spring, summery, and I'm heading towards Christmas. And I think, has his birthday been yet? (laughs) So forgetfulness, it can work in so many ways. That's why Darren Brown came out with a fantastic solution remembering things he's good at remembering massively long numbers and lists of things essentially Mm. you picture yourself going on a walk and the things say it was a shopping list say you wanted bananas the first thing in the street that you're walking down this fantasy street would be a monkey eating bananas or the more ridiculous it is the better so perhaps there'd be a dancing banana and then you'd go past a, a jar of coffee that was doing the samba but I couldn't get it. That's also one of the ways that they tell you to learn your stand-up comedy routines, is to learn it through imagery. (laughs) It's Um, great. I can imagine your stand-up comedy. (laughs) It sounds very much like a shopping list. (laughs) I've gone on the wrong walk. 
Everybody's going, she's not very funny. She keeps talking to us about bananas. Yeah, I am getting hungry. <laughs> Do you know what? It's got a name to it. <laughs> it's a me- and I can't remember what the blooming name is. <laughs> I've even got a book on it. Really? Which is only behind me, yes, about how you do these memory walks. I think they call them walks. I could be making that up all together. <laughs> I think people do worry about memory. In the old days, they'd call it dotty. Oh, she's gone a bit dotty. Mm. Nowadays, you say, no, actually, she's got pretty severe dementia. Mm. She's left the cooker on today. Nowadays, it's like, she's going <laughs> to blow up the street. Get her tested and let's see if we can't help. Are you worried about getting Alzheimer's? No. Do you want me to repeat the question? <laughs> Recently, Donald Trump did one of those assessments. <laughs> he, he was boasting how well he did. Mm. And the guy that designed the test said, anybody who's not suffering from dementia should find this really easy. That's the whole point. So well done, Donald. But it's things like identifying a drawing of an elephant. <laughs> he, oh. he, was, he was really proud he could do that. He was like, buy it or blow it up. Those are my options. <laughs> Nobody forgets what drinks they like. Nobody ever forgets what their favourite drink is. No, they don't forget things like music. So even when people with severe dementia, if you play a tune from their past, they will remember it lighter. I got booked to do a a gig at a care home once. You mean they didn't invite you back when you said once? They didn't have me back. No, not after the desperation strip tease. They said no, no more. (laughs) (laughs) Downstairs in the care home, everybody was quite lucid and then they asked me to go upstairs and do half an hour of comedy with the people upstairs but when I got upstairs they were severe dementia patients oh dear comedy doesn't work in that situation so we did songs so we did sing-along songs which was probably more painful for their poor ears than if I had done some comedy but I was desperate so what we did was songs that have lots of repetitive choruses like downtown and it was amazing they went from looking like they were asleep to singing along and it gave them such a boost in confidence because they remembered the words it was really really lovely it was tough as anything one of the hardest gigs ever you could see the staff walking past going no it is a woman singing i thought the cat had died (laughs) but the modern world doesn't encourage people to remember things does it so that if you want to go to somewhere You've got sat nav. And so if you go there a second time, somebody says, well, you've been here before. Can't you remember? And you think, well, no, because I used to actually concentrate and think, oh, I'll turn left there. But now the machine tells you. So you don't use your memory for those sort of things anymore. We've got a lot of things going on to distract us. Phones pinging. You've got WhatsApp messages. You've got Facebook Messenger. You've got Instagram, Snapchat. You are just being bombarded with noises, information. So... I think it makes your attention span pretty weak anyway, which is what helps you forget what you were doing. Yeah. That's why I'm the post-it note queen. I have post-it notes that tell me exactly (laughs) what I'm doing and where I am. (laughs) She's holding up a pink pad of post-it notes. I've got my pink pad of post-it notes because I have to buy the vivacious colours so that I pay attention. And then it's quite rewarding to say, no, I've completed that post-it note. I can recycle it now. How satisfying for you. And then I forget to buy post-it notes. Organising emails (laughs) is terribly difficult because people get folders and files and you just end up with millions of the things that eventually you look and you think... Is it too late to deal with this email? I got it in 2008. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, I think it probably is too late. Emails just stack up, don't they? They do. You get floods of them. You get something you think, oh, that's interesting. But 
I haven't got time to look at that now and it's not really urgent so I'll wait for a moment when it can be a pleasurable moment and I'll read that and enjoy that. That time never comes. You should just delete them I think we off. have to remember a lot more than our parents did and their parents did because you have so many more forms of communication, so many more ways in which people can ask you to do things. We've already dealt with this in a previous <laughs> podcast where my parents forgot which drawer they left me in. If that's, <laughs> that's, if that's great. That was the podcast titled Which Drawer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Short Drawer. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to remember all the stuff for your kids because your kids don't seem to develop a memory of their own until they're at least 35. No. So you've got to remember all of their True. stuff. You've got to remember all your parents' stuff. You're a dad, have you taken your tablets? What is it? Half past four. Dad, have you taken your tablets? Whose tablets? Who's on tablets? Oh, for God's sake, Dad, just take your tablets. I can't. I'm playing golf. What's going on? Anyway, my daughter told me never, never to listen to anyone just... telling me to take tablets. I only listen to my daughter. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> it's just you've got so much to remember. You've got stuff to remember for work. You've got stuff to remember for home. You've got stuff to remember to be a nice person, like you might volunteer or you might do charity work or you might care about other people. You have to remember to do all of these things. You've got to walk the dog, remember what the dog needs, remember what the hamster needs, you know, and it's it's a lot of stuff to remember. But it's funny how you can do recall in some accidental way. I discovered quite recently a way to remember words that are on the tip of my tongue and I just can't remember the word. What I do mm. is I start a text to my wife. Hit yourself in the head. I start a text to my wife saying, can you remember the word, Bob? And as soon as I'm about to hit that send button, I've got it. So I don't have to send really? the text. It's just a technique. It's almost like... I bet she'll know. The minute I send this text, I bet you I'll remember. And that, and it somehow get, helps recall. So it's all in there. Just things, like you say, the Facebook thing, reminding you of 12 years ago with some day out with some people who used to declare themselves as best friends but have never come back. <laughs> after you after you <laughs> kindly helped them out by le lending them £300 or whatever. You know, this is just an example. Just an example, yeah. You will get it back, honest. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you texting Jill about asking her for words and all she just keeps sending back are single word answers. Divorce, separation, <laughs> move out. <laughs> what's the word for, um, what's the word for divorce? No. Uh, separation? No. Move out? No. Uh, you can live elsewhere? No, Jill. It's a plant. <laughs> I think you're very rude reading my text messages. <laughs> when I when I left you in the room with my phone, I didn't think you'd be there straight onto my on no. my memory recall system. I've been subcontracting with Huawei so I can get into everyone's phones. <laughs> I find that such a great name and such a shame we're not doing business. Out of all the Chinese names, I mean Huawei is a brilliant name. <laughs> We've got to do trade with them. Who are we? I don't know. That's going to be the best forgetful title for a business ever. I want to do the song. How are we? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, they've got to have used that in their adverts, surely. I don't know. I'm not sure they've got a sense of humour around it, if I'm honest. They don't really? come across like they do. Well, in that case, yeah. I'm just doing what you said earlier. If you can't do comedy, sing a song. Try get everything out of your toolkit. <laughs> the songs you learnt at Scouts. I can remember songs from school ridiculously. Really? And I can remember songs when you've heard them a couple of times in the car, you'll remember them and stuff like that. But then someone will ask me, oh, Ellie asked me about algebra. 
You know, when they do that, kids do that condescending look as they become teenagers and they go, did you do algebra in your time? Yeah. Like when you were single rider on the back of a diplosaurus. See, I can't remember dinosaur names today. (laughs) Diplodocus. Diplodocus, Diplosaurus. Do you think he saw us? One of those. I knew that. Jill wasn't quite sure, but she's pretty sure it's Diplodocus. Divorce. Oh, no. Diplodocus. (laughs) (laughs) Disown. Diplodocus. Yeah, definitely Diplodocus. I can't do algebra. Can you do algebra? Yeah. Do you want to do algebra? Yeah. I don't want to do algebra. I didn't like it the first time round. First time I round. have no need. <laughs> there shouldn't be a second time round when you've learnt something. That's why we're talking about this forgetfulness problem, aren't we, really? I know. I've done it once. Don't need to do it again. I've suffered at school. I've done my bit. It's your turn. You get to, as a teenager now, go, not you, obviously, Graham. There's a slight age difference there. <laughs> but for my, do- for my daughter, it's her turn to suffer doing fractions, algebra, pie charts, all that useful stuff that I use every time I go to the shop. Yeah, it's yeah. like those ones you used to do where um, John has been at the train station for three and a half days. He will be travelling from Stevenage to Grimsby, going roughly at 32 miles an hour with his friend Betty. How long will it take John to get to Grimsby before he dies of boredom because Betty is dull? I don't care. <laughs> I don't really? care. You go well, online. You go, how long does it take me to get to Stevenage? How long does it take me to get to Grimsby? Job done. Don't take Betty. She's boring. Do something else. <laughs> I mean, I don't need all that in my life. I taught mathematics for a year. And Did the, you? Yeah. Is that prison? <laughs> the gaggle of girls at the back of the class would be felt-tip pen at the ready, doing things like Mick loves Janet and things like that. <laughs> there were lots of hearts on the back and the inside cover of their exercise books. Not a lot of mathematics, yeah. but a lot of hearts no. and arrows. I think memory is quite a worrying thing because it's so out of control. If somebody said, raise your hand, you know you've raised your hand or not. But if mm. somebody said, how's your memory? You're like, well, I think I'm a bit like everybody else. I forget things, but nothing too serious. There again, if you start to think you really are losing your memory, it must be so worrying because you have got actual dementia on the way. Mm. Surely for most people, those forgetting lists and forgetting this and forgetting that, nothing wrong in that. And unlike Darren Brown, if anybody said, remember this number and then reeled off 35 numbers right say that back to me you'd say nobody can do that apart from Darren Brown that's why people come and watch you in the theatre I think if you do do stuff like that and you remember lots of lots of information and you're highly intelligent my brain believes that that makes you more likely to get dementia because you've worn out that organ (laughs) so I like to keep mine on on a mid-tier range and therefore I'm less likely to get dementia or Alzheimer's because I'm only working at half capacity (laughs) It's a fascinating theory. People think this about about exercise. I don't want to wear my body out. You know, no. I'm, not, I'm not running. No. I, all my knees will go and things. And then doctors say, oh, you've got to do exercise to keep yourself fit because the body self-repairs. And you're thinking, oh, I'll have to find another excuse for not exercising then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just lay here for 85 years. I think we all worry about losing our memory and forgetting stuff. And it's really annoying, especially when you lose stuff. Like you put something down and you can't remember where you've put it. And then you find it in the bathroom or somewhere bizarre. And you're like, when did I bring a fire extinguisher into the toilet with me? Or when did I walk, the, you know, like a, a set of pliers or a screwdriver, you're doing some odd jobs around the house. Or you just can't remember where you've left something. There's nothing more infuriating. Or if you forget something you're supposed to be doing, so you think you've missed an appointment... 
like it's, oh my God, it was supposed to be at 12 o'clock I went, and now it's one o'clock, I've missed it. Oh, and it was so important, and now I'm going to have to, I'll think I'm such an idiot, such a fool. And then somebody says, uh, no, it's tomorrow. And you think, oh, the sense of now relief. Now I do look like an idiot and a fool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you turned up at an appointment on time and the appointment was tomorrow. That's, that's Have you equally done that? Bad. Have you ever turned up and it's been the wrong day? Um, I think I did actually. I've got a long time ago. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Part of your memory is sort of automatic. If you're playing the guitar or something, you can't actually think, "Oh, I'd do this next. I'd do that." It's a part of your memory which just comes. You know, you just know how to play that piece of music. Well, that's muscle memory. Yeah. Well, perhaps. Any anything physical like that. Even walking is training your muscle memory, isn't it? So it's almost automatic. And they say that that is one of the last things to go because when you learn a musical instrument, even if you don't play it for years and years and years, you'll still be able to pick it up and do a certain amount irrespective of how much time's passed because it's part of your muscle memory because you do that repetition, 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 and then it comes to that. So why is it you can pick up a guitar, you know, when you haven't played it for years and you'd still be able to play a few notes, but I haven't done algebra in 20 years. And if someone asked me to do algebra, I'd be like, no, don't know anything about it. It's just, you know, it's weird. I want to yeah, use perhaps you should have practised algebra with your pencil. So that when somebody asks you the question... That's a really valid point because there is proof, isn't there, that if you're trying to learn something and you do tapping techniques or you do NLP type of techniques while you're trying to learn it, you're likely to absorb the information quicker. NLP techniques, is that when you issue a parking ticket to somebody? That's correct, yes. <laughs> when you put on your green flat jacket and people hate you. NLP. <laughs> What's NLP? Neurolinguistic programming. Thank you. <laughs> What's the last thing you forgot? Oh, very you good. you even remember? <laughs> <laughs> you're not tricking me that easy. Um, I've actually had someone show me a photograph once and I said to them, who is that? And they said to me, that's your own daughter. No. Well, that's just an identification <laughs> yeah. problem, isn't it? They say, oh, that's a bad photo. <laughs> looks nothing like her. Have you ever had any real issues with your memory? I do have something that I think is quite helpful, actually. So I don't remember bad situations. So I have the ability to black out certain bits and pieces, which actually <laughs> being a, a mediocre stand-up comedian is proven quite helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say rather than ochre, you were more of a, a pleasant pinky reddish colour. That's just about right. A medium ochre comedian. It's the first time I've heard any comedian describe themselves, not by whether they're funny or not, but by their colour. Colourist comedy. <laughs> I'm a pale blue composer. I'm a pale blue composer. Most people listening to this will think, well, Emily, you must have a great memory to be able to do stand-up. What yeah. I imagine is a really stressful situation. In my world, it's called red light syndrome. Right. You practice and you practice and you practice what you're about to record. So I get a musician in and if the person isn't using sheet music, so they're relying on knowing what they're playing, you say, right, we're recording. And you wait and you say, hello, <laughs> hello, thinking, oh, my goodness, I wonder if they've passed out. What's going on? And they've completely dried up, had a complete blank. And they can't remember what on earth it was they were supposed to be doing. Just 30 seconds before, they were playing it fluently. So for you, having that, what must be sometimes a red light syndrome, you get on, you think, once I'm on stage, it will suddenly happen. Get in front of the microphone, it's a different world, bam. You're looking at all these people, looking back at you expectantly, and I'd imagine it's quite easy just to think, ah, monkey in banana. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I would actually say I've got terrible memory and I can't memorise. I know people that can memorise, actors, for example, can memorise entire scripts. I can't do that. I really, really struggle with that. So I have to memorise in chunks and I remember certain jokes and I remember certain topics and then I kind of try and bring it together that way. But generally speaking, my memory's pretty poor. So it's a sort of a deviation of the Darren Brown. You have topics, little pinpoints, and you try and link it up, which is the street, perhaps. Interesting, yeah. Because I've tried that learning it word for word and it just doesn't work because you might have... In a comedy situation, you're, it's interactive with the audience. If the audience does something or something else happens or the guy before you has just done a load of jokes that are on the same subject as yours, you need to be able to change up what you're going to do because otherwise you're going to get beaten up in the car park. <laughs> <laughs> but memories, they say it's like in little drawers that you've everybody's got a really good oh, Back to your memory. drawers again. <laughs> well, I've got my Superman T-shirt on and he wears his drawers <laughs> over, his, over his trousers, isn't he? Uh, so you've, everybody's got all the memories in there, they say. It's just the recall bit that's a bit... You're absolutely right. It is that recall bit and being able to get that information back as and when you need it. Have you ever read competitive recall? It's on the tip of your tongue, you can't remember. And the clever dick, you know, especially if you're in a quiz, starts saying things. So you go, oh, no, no, I know now. I know now. It's no, done the I know recall. this one. I know this one. I know. <laughs> I know. It was Graham in a drawer because his mother didn't like him. <laughs> Yes. No? No? <laughs> no. What do you mean it's Britney Spears? No. <laughs> There's the person that knows everything and seems to have a perfect memory and memory recall, and we don't like her. But you'll say, I know this one, I know this one. You'll say the answer, Muhammad Ali. And they'll go, no. No, it wasn't even a boxer. We're talking, you know, go, oh. <laughs> We're talking about spaniels. Oh, so, I thought it was a boxer. <laughs> after about ah. five of those where you failed miserably to have the right recall, you then think, well, perhaps I've got rubbish memory. But why do people do like a flapping thing or a physical thing when they're trying? If you're doing like a quiz at school or in the pub and someone goes, oh, I know this one, I know this one, I know this one, they start to flap. Do you know what I mean? They flip <laughs> yeah. their hands and their arms. Like, oh, 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 Because that's really going to help them remember the answer was Christina Aguilera with the song Genie in a Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> they do that all the time at pub quizzes and things. There's always somebody who's much more physical than the others. And then there's someone, usually that, that same woman who's a bit of a clever certain say, who sits there and goes, Christina Aguilera, yeah. do you need a bottle? They just know. And you're like that. Mm. And cab drivers, they seem to have lots of facts. Can't string them together to make anything. You know, they wouldn't be able to build a house, no. but they'd be able to tell you every building technique and material known to mankind. That's because they listen to Talk Sport and uh, LBC an awful lot. Ah, because they get lonely in the front of the taxi. Same with lorry drivers. They're always on mastermind. Lorry drivers and taxi drivers always on mastermind. Have you ever noticed? <laughs> no, I and haven't. And here's here's Paul from Ryslip talking about the rise and fall of the Spice Girls over a twenty-year period. If I have noticed, I can't remember. That <laughs> if I'm even slightly stressed, which means any quiz, I am complete rubbish. If somebody says to me, oh, Graham, you know what you're doing. Come along to our quiz night. I'll say, I'm happy to come, but really don't expect any correct answers. <laughs> Unless it's the ones where they give out pictures, where you've got to tell the difference between the two pictures. And people who know me will say, OK, sit him in the corner with a... Spot the difference. So you're going to quizzes... In nursery school. Well, it might be that the rest of the <laughs> hall are doing the questions. Sat there, sat there with the 
the rest of the five-year-olds and he's going, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah. You're yeah. going down. Yeah, they give me the sheet of Spot the Difference, a pot of crayons and a pad of blank paper and say, if you go over there, you did give us your £10 entry fee, didn't you, Graham? And I'll say, yeah. And then they all clear off and I hear a lot of hubbub and noise and answers and fun going on in the room next you, to where they've as sat As you're me. sat with the five-year-old Tyler with slap cheek and he's doing Spot the Difference. <laughs> For a £50 whip. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Tyler. I'll get you next time. If you ask me any question about sport or music or people say, oh, you'll know this because you've done Strictly and Dancing with the Stars. You'll know these tracks as soon as I'm it's in a quiz. It's not easy listening to train tracks, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. If I'm asked the question, who did this, who did that? I think oh, it's just I can't I can't answer. My memory recall goes in opposite ways to the expectation that I'll know the answer. So if people think you're bound to know this straight away, there is no way I'll know that. As we close this podcast, Graham, I would like to speak to our dear listener and let them know about the pain on your face during that last rant when you were trying to remember what you were going to be ranting about. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum. If you liked it, tell a friend or rate and review the podcast. That will help others find us. Thanks.